What's up, everybody? Hello, welcome to the Hustling Sideways podcast. I'm Alan Hallis. I'm a music writer. And I'm Jim Love, and I'm a keynote and motivational speaker. And, as we've just added, also a podcast host. Yes, we keep it forgetting to say, to say that, but that's podcast what, host. Yes, and it's now in our resumes. Oh, I'm updating LinkedIn as we speak. Oh, yeah. It's I'm just going to, yeah. Do it. yeah. So, <laughs> professional podcasters, uh-huh. we totally are. Yeah, we're I like killing the it. professional word to it, but yeah. it's good. We've, we've grown immensely in the last two years, which is when we... Yeah. Started this two yeah. years ago. That's yep. wild. A whole 49 episodes ago. I know. Episode this is episode 49. 49. It is. We are almost at a half a century mark. We're very excited about it. But it is January 9th today. Yes. Um, and Marquette Basketball is back. Yes. It is so back. And what I if they lose this week? And we, before we, in between when we take no, it to now. They're, they're good to go. Okay. Yeah. So they just played they're Georgetown back. on Saturday, and they're 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 back, and it is so fun to watch. It Shout was amazing that they won by a hundred and twenty points. <laughs> it broke a record. Just yeah, make a wild. wild prediction, completely <laughs> speculative. But everything is in, in the world and life is so much better when that team is back, and I'm glad they are. And Shaka Smart, if you're listening, you should come on this podcast. They broke three backboards when they kept dunking. It was just they just Saturday kept was breaking a wild the day. Yeah, they yeah. murdered that kid on the other team. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's now dead. He has a torn ACL and he's dead. That poor. <laughs> Kid, <laughs> thoughts and prayers. No, um, we have a great uh, guest today as we do. well. Yes. Um, so I have been saying for for months we need to get a comic on here. Oh, literally, like that's not even. A lot. I would say since episode twenty, Alan's been saying a that. lot of yeah. times after, especially like the more LinkedIn businessy yeah. ones. I'm like, we got to mix He's it up. He's saying it's the boring ones. That's no, the they weren't boring. Yeah. I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned a lot. Talk shit. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so today we have Regan Nimala. Uh, who is a paralegal by day yes. and a comic, stand-up comic as well. Yes. Which is the classic sort of combination. Yes, yeah. of course. Typical, you know, setup. Yeah, yes. makes sense. So Filter welcome Esquire. to the show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> totally welcome to the podcast. Uh, how are you doing today? Oh, applause button. We have, we have no applause yeah. button. Um, we could add those in post, and we never. But do. we don't because it because it's our shtick, and it adds to the ambiance of oh, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're also, very organic. That's also, over-explaining it is part of the ambiance. Yes, if you haven't caught on, you guys would be excellent at telling jokes. <laughs> One thousand times. Famous last words, but I will take the compliments. That's great, Reagan. How are you doing today? I'm great. Great. I went awesome. my full job as a paralegal and now I get to talk about comedy, so it's a good day. Hell yeah. No, good we're gonna day. actually we're gonna focus today on just the paralegal part. Today is oh, more yeah. LinkedIn business. Really stuff. gonna dive in. Please, no no. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Pochico in hand, we're we're, we're good to go. We're I, set. I did not get this signed off <laughs> by HR. Um yeah. So so Reagan and I met uh conveniently at a bar, just randomly. The best place. You know, meet. I could have found a comic anywhere. <laughs> And I said, you know what? What if I just kept going to the same bar that I always go to? Yeah. And now that's where I happened to run into Regan, started talking about, you know, uh, doing comedy and all sorts of things like that. You run a, an open mic as well. Yes. Awesome. And then yeah. now all of a sudden uh, she's here. So was Alan the guy that was like, yo, I do a podcast? Like, is that how he like? That's every himself? guy. Yeah, good. I just like, want to make sure. We're, we're like, we're professional podcasters. Yeah, that's we, implied if you say We do podcasts, a, bro. That's you're what, a dude. Yeah. <laughs> we have the nicest setup of all the people that think that's that right. they're podcasts. That's right. You're damn right. Actually, that part's true. And yeah. I'm a hypocrite because I've also had a podcast before. Oh, so no. there we go. Yours is already more fun than mine. Former podcast. Podcast on our hands. Yeah, good. good. Anyway, you're going to ask questions. I was going to say, so give us a little bit about your background, uh, where you grew up, and kind of how you got uh, into the more interesting side of things. The, pod- the podcast. You can touch on being a paralegal the, for a moment, the, and, then the we'll, and then we'll transition into. It. I uh, 
so I, yeah, no, I guess I, I originally from upper Michigan. Uh, I ended up, I lived there for most of my childhood. I ended up graduating high school in Wisconsin though, like near green Bay. Okay. And then I went to school in Madison. Uh, and when I was in, so when I was like growing up, my dad, uh, like all conservative fathers in the Northwoods, uh, was super into the blue collar comedy tour. Oh my gosh. If you guys remember. That hits close to my heart. Yes. Um, Foxworthy. Oh my Bill gosh. Engel, Ron White. Larry yeah. the Cable Guy. Ron White. So, oh, that is Ron so classic. White, That's hilarious. Yeah. Ron White was my hero I when it. I was a kid. Okay. I, it was a very strange, small girl. And <laughs> I looked at Ron White with like a cigar and a glass of whiskey and I was like, That's going to be me. And my dad's like, Please and then and then she was kicked out of kindergarten. Yeah, I was gonna say the, <laughs> yeah. f- the first sign of trouble was yes. we found it. Good to know. <laughs> nope, that was the start. Um, and, but yeah, when I went to school in Madison, um, one of the beautiful things about that town is the Comedy on State Comedy Club. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. So they have a two dollar. Awesome. At least it was when I went to school. There was a two dollar open mic night for college kids. You only pay two bucks, and then I think you're supposed to buy a couple drinks or something. Um, <laughs> Which a lot of the time when I went there, I wasn't even 21. So I was just like buying Diet Cokes <laughs> That's or whatever. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so I would go to that for like five years. I went on a pretty regular basis and kind of met friends and whatever. But then I didn't start comedy until I moved to Milwaukee. Oh, so oh, you were okay. going there just to like listen? And just to, to watch. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't start comedy until I moved away. I think like I was just going to watch and I wanted to do it. Um, but like I think it's easier to start doing stand up when you're anonymous. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have yeah. that pressure. Yeah. 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 Like a lot of new comedians will like do their first open mic and they'll bring like friends and family. Mm-hmm. And I never, to this day, I'm like, I don't want you to watch me. Right. <laughs> That's <day>. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I get like you would assume, I mean, you, you assume you wouldn't even get like pity laughs or something from that. But at, yes. like, like, but yeah. it's, it's yeah, probably more fun to be anonymous too, I would imagine. It's more fun to be anonymous. And I think it's more honest because yeah. you don't have those pity laughs. And I mean, it's natural for everybody to bring friends and family at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I think when you're starting out you shouldn't rely on that too yeah. much yeah, yeah. Right. so were you like did you see people just like bomb the hell out of what they were doing at open mic nights or oh, was it a lot of yes. really good i folks? bombed the, my <laughs> i still bomb my ass off at <laughs> open mic nights quite frequently um but yeah i watch a lot of bombing which does make you more prepared for it watching totally. other people do it you yeah. realize that it's yeah. a very commonplace thing it's just part of what you have to do yeah to get good yeah i want to back up a little bit to that that first like inkling of when you were like Okay, I I I know I'm funny. I'm gonna go up on stage and tell jokes. Mm-hmm. When did you really first feel like funny? Because that's a big thing. That's obviously, the step. confidence yeah. is is a huge step of it. I don't know if I like had a moment where I felt like I'm funny. I feel like it was a moment where it was more. This sounds like so like it wasn't that I thought I was funny. It was that I wanted to make people laugh. Um, <laughs> no, but genuinely, like I didn't know if I was or not. What's and, your book? Did you sign with that? <laughs> yeah. oh, that's great. That's great. I didn't think I knew if I was funny, but I think mm-hmm. I knew I had like a, uh, an insane amount of respect for the people I'd watched for years. It's kind of crazy because like going to school and watching that open mic night versus when I started the pe- I now do shows with a lot of people that I used to watch for like years which sounds so oh, creepy but, yeah. <laughs> but like there was a lot of respect that I had from like observation for uh, sure from mm-hmm. that and I think I just wanted to like I wanted to be like that as it, it was just something where I was like I just I want to be that way right. uh, and then just having a respect for the art form in general and like what it does for people in society yeah. it's 
Yeah. I think you know, I'm glad you said art form. In because society. I, I, I sound like I'm so fucking smart. Like, in no society, idea. there is I a just, bee. I just knew, wrote a new bit yeah, about yeah. smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Like, I'm not contributing anything to the but, world. Like, but <laughs> but there, there is an art to that. Like, a lot of people just think they could just go up and, like, tell jokes. And, and like, it's going to be like, but, like, you really, yeah. like, I, I one time watched a video of, uh, I think it was Louis C.K., which now has not aged gracefully, but, like, <laughs> like of, of him ah, just Louis. constructing a joke. Right? I guess he's back. But, like, like him, him doing like a 30 second joke and every word was specific and yes. it was like like that's art and like oh, that's yeah. art you know what i mean and i know like obviously you're not louis ck but like you 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 do like these and you write that's them you're and they're for. specific and, and yeah. like like is it is it hard to write a joke like that like like how much yes. how much time does it take you to like from from creation to actually delivering typically for 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 like like a joke or a story like to, for me to feel like a joke is complete probably takes it's like months wow. and it's like repetition yeah. where um i will finally be like this is as done as i'm gonna mm-hmm. do it for mm-hmm. now and i'll maybe walk away from it but i also say that and one of the bits i wrote in my first year of comedy i stopped doing for three years and is now back in one of my main jokes that I'm doing and I changed it all. So like honestly there's no that it all kind of like evolves over yeah, time. Yeah. But no, like yeah, especially cuz I I it's great that you bring up Louis CK actually as, which is weird to say as a female comedian. Uh, but <laughs> he was like somebody I watched early right, right. but obviously before the whole Me Too thing. I mean, I still listen to his specials. Mm-hmm. You got to know yeah. you got to know what the bull- I mean, he's right. still funny, but yes. Oh, I, he yeah, is. Right, right. He is. Yeah. You got to know what the enemy's up yeah. to, dude. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep your eye <laughs> on the boys cuz they they kind of hold all the keys in the kingdom of comedies. So you got to know what they're up to. Um but um he is a very efficient writer, mm-hmm. and I am not. Uh, so he, I learned from him a lot about like how to be still even. Um, and there's a lot of different people who are very efficient and technical like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I'm trying to think of like uh, who else would I would say in a more loose way like a Kurt Metzger is oh, like yeah, that. In yeah, that, yeah. Um, Gary Goldman's probably the most like like uh like dialed in everything is precise to very this word is going to be the word that gets you or like this rhythm yes yeah yes yeah yeah which is another metzger uh, metzger goes with that too he's got like this rhythm a cadence like a very observable cadence to his jokes Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I think I forgot the original question. <laughs> I did too, but that's, that's okay. I, I like I like where you're going with it because yeah. like so you know when it's when 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 do you decide a joke is done? Like is there oh, a moment when you're, when, when, when you're like okay, like I've tested this maybe like do you test on people and then you're like let's see how they react or like how yeah does, how does that process work? I don't think a lot of people know that like that's a long time. Well, and everybody does it different too. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, like because I, I know people who only write on stage, so they never write a word down, and they just Tom Johnson's like a local comedian here who's oh my gosh, unbelievable. So yeah, and he I don't I don't think I've ever seen him write anything down on paper. I don't think I've seen him <laughs> with a notebook. Whereas most of us are like walking around with like yeah. this raggedy ass that's notebook. Like Line improv to like be up there and you're just testing it out like oh my gosh that's... I can't even hold a concept in my brain no. yeah when I'm oh writing it down let alone wow. just doing it at once but um but yeah so for me I usually write for a couple hours on the weekend and then you you ideally you hit multiple mi- mics a week if you can mm. and then hopefully you also have a show that week so after you've like done it at a couple different mics you can try to bring like your first iteration of it to a show um mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then it gets to a point where you're not, you don't, at least for me, I stop working on it at the mic, but I'll still work on it at the shows. So yeah. I know like this iteration of it is passable enough where I feel fine telling the joke when I'm getting paid to do comedy, right. <laughs> right. but then I'll still kind of fuck with it for a while. And you don't ever really stop tweaking things or every once in a while something will happen in a room that's a surprise and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that should stay there all the time. Like <laughs> yeah. that belongs there. Um like yeah, th- that'll just happen very spontaneously um, uh, w- without your without without you even realizing that it's going to happen. But uh, yeah, everybody does write it differently, write differently in the process, and I don't think that there's ever a point where you're. Although I'll say my friend AJ, who just released and is about to release an album, he is trying to like retire all of his jokes and just start writing new shit. Oh, so yeah. you could do it as a choice, but mm-hmm. like. I think in when I think of material, I don't think anything I've ever written is good enough to consider done. Like in my yeah. opinion, I would I would not give it that grace. Yeah, <laughs> if you want you want to get better each time. That's yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For memorizing jokes, do you memorize to like like the rhythm that like I guess my my reference point would be music like a set list. Mm-hmm. Do you memorize like okay, this joke is gonna come in here, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna come do this bit, mm-hmm. and like have that kind of like. Uh, a set list, I guess, of, yes. of your stuff. Yes. Yeah. So when I, in terms of like memorizing, I have to handwrite ev- word for word, which not everybody does, mm-hmm. but I'm a word for word person because yep. um, I'm stupid and I drink a lot. So <laughs> for, <laughs> we have me- a lot in common yeah. for straight memory reasons, we <laughs> handwrite it a couple times. Um, but eventually, then when you're just like, uh, when once you know what you're doing with it and it's in your brain, you're not going to like skip a tag or um, like forget a piece of the premise that's like vital. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Then at that point yeah i do just like if you look in my notebook there's like pages where you can tell i'm like trying to write a new joke and it's like chunks of paragraphs and then they'll just be like random words like one of my like go-to set lists is like it's like what i call my jokes so it's just like cousin or not black sheep (laughs) hyphenated baby (laughs) like it makes no sense to anybody who would be looking at it but it's just like like, those those are are the bits yeah Yeah, and it's just boop 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 and every comic's got that (laughs) my my worry would too be in the setup not in the punchline like missing like you said Mm -hmm. like an important part of the premise like yeah. and that's just from storytelling in general. That's my biggest thing that I I watch a lot of comedy, but I mm-hmm. know like the thing that baffles me is that they can remember an hour, yeah, or remember you know in it the case wild. of a special, yeah, yeah. Um, or that you can remember like okay, I know this joke flows into this joke into this joke, yeah, and I'm I'm assuming repetition helps with that, but yeah, when you're doing something like an open mic too, you also are probably playing like to not or playing to the same people a lot mm-hmm. yeah that you want to vary it up a little bit right yeah and i think actually with memorization it helps if you don't tell your bits the same way all the time mm-hmm. if you try to force yourself because yep. i definitely have a go-to especially like when i do like uh rural shows especially when i was not as confident as a comedian when i was younger in it um i would always start with material about upper michigan and now i'm really trying to move away from that mm-hmm. um but like in rural rooms you know uh um, I don't want to say that rural people aren't open to female comedians because they are, but I think it's import more. It was more important for me in those rooms to make an immediate connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by saying I'm from Upper Michigan, we immediately identify with each other, so like they understand I'm like one of you. <laughs> like oh, right. I've totally. lived in a way more rural place than yeah. where you live right yeah. now. Right. <laughs> um. So like we've got common ground. So like let's just yeah. like get over like totally. that nervousness about some gal from the big city coming here and <laughs> telling yeah. us her liberal. <laughs> yeah. She's right. gonna talk about her vagina. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, yeah, it's funny with like the repetition. Like, so as, as you know, I, I'm a motivational speaker and like, yeah. I've sp- spoke for 10 years and I still use note cards because I do. know okay. like I have really bad ADD. And if I go off on something where I'm like really passionate about it, I have yeah. to come back and be like, oh, here's the next part. Now let's, you know, transition. And then like when I practice, it's practicing like timing or voice inflection and like yes. where do I want to raise my voice take the microphone so it's all very much like like a science almost in a totally. sense and you like know how the audience is going to react or you think you do yeah and the part when they don't like it's really it's a it's a mind game I mean it's it's really really wild and I know like I do it to motivate you do it to make people laugh and it's so it's, it's you know, I, I get it like same it makes strategy sense. So, right, though exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah now I'm curious uh, hecklers like have you oh yeah have you like I because I, I am fascinated by by how comedians handle hecklers and like do you like how do you do that? And then do you have like an example of where like someone either really pissed you off or like where you really owned a heckler and was like, that was awesome. Like <laughs> I, I feel like you know what's wild is like I I think I've only gotten a handful of mean heckles in my entire I've been doing it for mm-hmm. five years, which is not very long. Yeah. But longer than many, especially now that we've got like the pandemic babies. Right. Like a million new people came out after COVID. So um <laughs> It's a little bit longer than some locally here anyways. Um, But I think, yeah, I don't think I've ever had um, a super mean one that like stuck with me. I think I used to just like move on when you first start. But at this point now, like usually if I'm getting a heckle, one, I do a lot of crowd work. Yeah, so yeah. I'm kind of welcoming like interaction, and yeah. I I do that a bit early on in my mm-hmm. sets to establish d- dominance, Dominate, let's go. <laughs> but just to let them know like Alpha. I'm not comfortable with this, like, yeah, yeah. and I am I plan on having a response to you, um, mm-hmm. and they feel like I think more at ease and like they don't need to like challenge me; they can trust me. You know, that's a good point. Yeah, um, but I think yeah, honestly, like the only <laughs> the only heckle that's coming to mind was just at a show recently. I was at Comedy on State, and um, <laughs> it was for a weekend with Jackie Cation, who is one of my ultimate all time favorite yeah. comedians. Yeah. so mm-hmm. unbelievable, and she's from Milwaukee. Yeah, which oh, no is shit. so cool. Yeah. Um, there was a woman who just after every joke I was was like, "That is so funny." Oh gosh, <laughs> and I had to keep like, ver- verbalizing the laughter like that. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> she was right in the front row. <laughs> And I was like, I know, right? I was, just like, I was like, thank you. Yeah. I was like, I get paid to She do was this. just there to pump you yeah. up the whole time. Yeah. Just in case you didn't know, that was, yeah. I know people that do that. Like, that's hilarious. Well, then laugh. You yeah. know, like, right. it's, it's such a weird way to it say it. It was the most polite heckle ever. Um, I do have to do a, a shout out to my friend Natalie, though, who um, had the sickest put down of a woman last night at oh, a late shit. show yeah. at Promises. Yeah. And the woman was not trying to be, like, she wasn't trying to disrupt, but she did. And then Natalie just murdered her. Um, uh, she was, like, 35, and somebody was talking about bisexuals. And she said, uh, she basically was like, everyone, all these kids are gay now, or something like that. She was like, I crawled so they could run, or something. And she, like, <laughs> fucked up the metaphor, too, I think. It wasn't, like, totally right. Um, and Natalie just went up there, and she was like, bitch, my uncle's gay in his 60s. And she just, like, roasted her so bad. She started crying and left. <laughs> oh no! No way! Oh it my was, gosh! But like she that's kinda, awesome. She kind of didn't stop, so it was kind of yeah. on her. I didn't it feel like yeah. Break if you uh, can't handle it. Natalie Wickman. Natalie Wickman. Yeah, you shout out to you, Natalie. Did so great last night. That's great. <laughs> Actually, oh, if, everybody. If you get someone like that to cry and leave, I mean, that's just brilliant that's and that's awesome. the thing is if you're gonna heckle i i'm not my problem isn't with a heckler yeah. who tries it and then understands that 
like they can take it back mm-hmm. it's like when you heckle and then you kind of lose it where it's like maybe it was fun to throw in a little bit of randomness a little bit of uh, yeah and we don't want that right because we're we're there to do something we're, we are we literally have a job we're getting yeah. paid to do so yeah. it's not like i want to invite heckling um but i i have less uh hate towards a heckler who can take it when it gets dished back to them yeah. uh yeah. because you asked for it right that was the I whole thing. so many they so many times mm-hmm. they want to just take over the show mm-hmm. and make it about them and it's like it's a weird thing where like you you're up there telling jokes but they think now that's their invitation to be funny too yeah like that would be like for me like going to a concert and seeing a guy like bust out a guitar yeah and be seriously like, that's exactly you know what I, mean? like like, I can comedy, do this what you're doing yeah. yes. it's kind of what yeah. it kind particularly of during like the quiet moments you know like i've been to shows and i'll you know they take a, a sip of water and someone's like f it and it's like yeah yeah i mean come on you know yeah. like i and i i can't it drives me bananas and i mean when when comics do a great job with it i i actually youtube this all the time like oh, comics yeah. like shutting down hecklers because i think it's it's like it's like the funniest because it would terrify me yeah. to like have that moment happen but then like some of y'all just taking stride i'm like that is like i envy that confidence like that's what i want to have you know it's awesome no it, it is like i think it's a weird age we're living into as comedians right now because tiktok and instagram reels have completely changed oh, comedy yeah. like yeah. now it doesn't really matter it's weird like i know comedians who are incredible like and 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 should be getting opportunities that they're not getting and then i've seen people who have like a following on Instagram or on TikTok that are like getting booked to do insane shit. And it's because like that's, if you have a certain number of followers, a club sees that they know those are tickets. Those are guaranteed Mm -hmm. ticket sales versus, you know, I think I got like 1300 followers, maybe on, on, maybe like at best. And like, you know, that's not a poll for anybody. Um, and, but, if so having followers is important but then what comes from that is you have to constantly be posting material right and you don't want to post your jokes because then everybody's going to know what you're about to yeah. say yeah. so as a result comedians have been posting heckles and crowd mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. which make people think that this is a normal part of comedy shows oh yeah so it's like this algorithm situation has like encouraged this uh, like kind of be- crowd behavior yeah. I've, yeah. yeah I've seen yeah. more heckle put downs than like actual bits on Instagram yeah. or TikTok mm-hmm. yeah. Which mm-hmm. I get because like you don't want to give the game away for free. You know exactly. what I mean? Like Yeah. I refuse to post my, my bits online. Okay. I was gonna right. ask like, if that's like, like yeah. a thing where you're like, does that make you write more to be like, okay, mm-hmm. this one can go and, and like, okay, if something gets filmed or you know it's being filmed or whatever, you can be like, All right, I can do this one. Yeah. Let this one like kinda burn off, but then like it sounds I... like that it like it, it is giving away it's, too much it's, almost. yeah i don't want to post my bits i'm just i'm, I'm adamant i'm i'm against that and mm-hmm. also right now like <clears throat> i'm not really at a place where like well that's what i'm trying to do mm-hmm. <clears throat> sorry uh, i think what i'm trying to do right now is just more like get technical and like good at my writing and mm-hmm. right. in my voice on stage and so i'm not like really i don't know I, I know it would help me get more opportunities and i'd be able to travel more and mm-hmm. i would be able to kind of break out of the midwest even right um but i'm starting to do that without ever having to post any of that tiktok shit or instagram yeah. reels yeah and so it's and i would rather not go that route until i feel like oh like i'm a headliner like i mm-hmm. and you know i occasionally will headline a local show here or there but like i want to start doing that when i'm like I now want to be like 
like headlining totally, clubs, right. like totally. like yeah. smaller clubs, little indie shits, mm-hmm. like little yeah. theater, black box theaters and stuff like that. Um, right now, I'm just kind of focused on improving and getting good. Yeah. Right. And then when I want to market myself, I, I don't want to market this version of myself as a comedian right now. I right. don't I don't like it you're, enough. You're building <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned something about like playing rural shows versus playing, you know, in the city or whatever. Sure. Yeah. How much time you really get to read the room on a normal night but you know like Mm. before you're going up Mm. like are you able to kind of like like look at the crowd and be like okay i can do this or i can do this bit or whatever Mm. like do you do you analyze that ahead of time or you just kind of like let it yeah oh yeah when you walk into a room yeah i it's well unless you're hosting in which case it's fucked yeah Yeah. you're just fucked yeah hosting (laughs) i'm i'm like really happy to now be in a place where outside of like comedy clubs i'm hosting a lot at comedy clubs still but um in like local rooms i'm featuring and headlining now so Mm -hmm. i don't have to i don't have to like worry so much about the temp of of the room the temperature and like what people are up to um and i don't have to worry about going up to a cold room yeah uh, which is a huge privilege (laughs) yeah um yeah because hosting you just go up cold and you're even if you murder as a host you're gonna look like the least funny right because you're only there for 30 seconds or a minute or whatever you're the fluffer yeah yeah Yeah. you're you're, you're there you're there for you can host for like 10 minutes for sure Mm -hmm. um but it's just you won't ever You'll never get the kind of momentum you would have gotten if somebody had gone before you. Totally. Your job as a host yep. is to just build the room. I don't. Do you, do you have like a? Do you have like a fluffer as a motivational? Yeah, speaker? you know, it's a good question. I, I, <laughs> um, I, have, I have like. I um, don't know if that would be the term. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, no. no, we call it fluffer. No, I, 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 I have like usually someone who's like int- at least introing me or doing something where like they're 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 building it up a bit. I mm. mean, I'm certainly not like a someone that would like go before me and do their own thing but like right. someone who I usually know uh-huh. and, and, and like is able to be like like and this dude can you know like has it you know whatever it is and like I, I write an intro type of thing but sure. after that like I just go in and like turn up I'm like, okay. I'm like you know and then for because that's like my thing is like I'm way too energetic I mean, you've seen me speak yeah. before like and I, I go out and I just go nuts and like yeah. but then they're clued in they're like alright this is it you know right. so it's, it's, you know, it's like, and then and then I get into like an actual message but the first five minutes is me doing chants me running around me sweating yeah. but then they're like alright like this guy could actually be a good time you know so it, it's it's um I can imagine like yeah like it, or like a, like an opener that like bombs like, like, like is it weird to go out yeah. and like the first person kind of sucks and I mean maybe not their fault but like you're like, all right, well, here we go. I guess we'll just see what happens. Sometimes, like, that doesn't hurt necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not great. You want everybody yeah. to do well. Um, mm-hmm. But I will, I will say, like, I've had people go in front of me who've bombed, and the audience is just kind of like, great, somebody knew. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah, like a reset could, button. Yeah, yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you find the world of, of comedians is, is supportive of each other, or is it, like, really competitive? Or? It's way supportive. I, I kind yeah. of figured that was the case. I yeah. would say it's probably, especially, like, I, I don't know a ton about, I know you are tuned into local music i don't yeah. know mm-hmm. a ton about it but I, I i have a few friends in bands and when i talk about it with them they're like they're not like really helping each other get spots and swapping right. venues it's, yeah. it's a lot of like it's a lot of like hey we're throwing a show let's get our buddies band yeah and then like you know unless there's somebody like a breaking and entering that comes along <laughs> that is like let's get these guys and these guys and these guys together mm-hmm. you know most of the time if it's like just throwing a local show they're just like all right we're gonna go play with our friends bands because we know mm-hmm. that they're good and we like you know give them but that's about it 
Yeah. That's not the extent of like, you're saying we're like, oh, you played here. Let me get you into this place. Yes. I, we're absolutely trying to connect people with bookers. And like, um, not only that, but like we run, many of us run our own shows, book mm-hmm. each other. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, uh, many of us write together. Like we write mm-hmm. bits and ask each other, like, what did you think of that? Why is that ever going to work? Yeah. Is yeah. yeah. Is there anything there? Or am I totally grasping at straws? Um yeah, I would say overall it's very, very supportive. Of course, like any small co- creative community, there's drama, but <laughs> right, imagine. Yeah, right. but it's a, it's overall just an, it, all of my friends in Milwaukee because I moved here in 2017, and about a month after I moved here, I did my first open mic. So almost every friend I have in Milwaukee is a comedian. I, it's okay. just my entire wow. community awesome. in yeah. the city. Are yeah. there a lot? Like, of, of, it's a good amount yeah. of us. Yeah, I have a lot of friends. I guess is what I'm asking. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, right. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I consider. Uh, That's great. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's a good. I would say there's probably like um, anywhere from you could say like twenty five to thirty like working comedians awesome. in the city. Wow. Yeah, wow. I need to get more connected. Than this. I would say I we got to go see a comedy see show. show. Yeah. Comedy is my favorite thing in the world. I mean, it's, I think it's what it makes it yeah. all go around. That would be awesome. And like like what? So are you like a, just like local venues? Does it happen often around? Like yeah. How how, how often do you perform? That does vary a bit with like um, uh, booking. So like mm-hmm. how often I'm getting. So like honestly, this is kind of a slow month. In mm-hmm. November and December, there was f- four weeks where I had a minimum of three shows. Most weeks wow. I had four shows. Oh my Ooh. god! And then I also run an open mic every Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was kind of fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. That was a yeah. lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, just I, kind of. Yeah. Just kind of. Yeah. I'm a little burnt out to be honest. I'm not hating that January's slow, but um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like this week I have one show. Next week I'll have five because I'm gonna do a club next week. I'm at the Improv. Oh, nice. Um, hosting for Steph Tolive, who is awesome. a yeah. fucking badass yeah. comedian, and that's I'm sweet. so stoked. It's gonna be great. Um, but like that's that's like probably the most you'd ever do in a week is five. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, people have done more, but like that is a busy week, yeah. especially like a full weekend. here. I, I mean, I did. Yeah. Until I started talking to you, I had no idea that there was a Monday open mic at Bremen that was a common yes. uh, comedy one. Like that's the thing I think is like there's not that many stages that yeah. do comedy open mics. Right. You know what I mean? There's yeah. definitely not a lot of music ones. Yeah. So like trying to find, you know, is it hard to find rooms to play? Um, I think it's pretty easy in Milwaukee. Um, the city you're in matters. Here, if you just want to get on an open mic, there's an open mic Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You can wow. get on, a, on wow. an open mic. Yeah. And there's, I think there's a couple different Sunday ones. I know there's... I can't remember which bar it's at right now, but there's like a queer LGBT um, all-inclusive mic in Walker's Point on uh, the last Sunday of every month. Mm -hmm. And then I think there's one in Rounding Third out in West Dallas on Sundays as well. Um, And there's like multiple mics. Like on Tuesdays... There or no, no, on Wednesdays, there's two, there can be two mics. If like last night, there was the Laughing Tap open mic, that's every Wednesday at eight mm-hmm. o'clock. And then afterward, every other week is a showcase at Promises, okay. followed by a late night mic. Oh, wow. Um, awesome. On my Mondays, you can go to Bremen, and then at 10 o'clock, you can go to High Dive, and there's another open mic. So, <laughs> even in the same neighborhood, in the same wow, neighborhood, yeah. same night. Um, honestly, late night mics, hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah right. 10 p.m., right. people are usually drunk. That's or, yeah. Okay. 
face. Tired, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's nice to be able to go up and run the same thing twice in one night. That's mm-hmm. like incredibly. That's what that's what Chicago has over Milwaukee. In my opinion, it's the only thing Chicago has over Milwaukee. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little Chicago shade. Yeah. I mean, I love. I was like, I he's, love he's no, from no, Chicago. I'm here, I'm oh, here really? for a reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I appreciate that. Comment. That's great. And don't get me wrong, Chicago's amazing. Like, there's so it's many um, phenomenal yeah. comedians yeah. there that I love. But like, um, it's incredibly expensive. And oh, if you're yeah. doing comedy, it's usually because you're a broke piece of shit who wandered into an open <laughs> mic anyhow so it's not like you got cash to burn um totally. you're either that or you're yeah. like a trust fund baby whose parents are bankrolling i'm just gonna do comedy, comedy. yeah <laughs> they, exactly. see how this works yeah they don't even that's that's comedy's their job barely and they're like booked yeah. once a week <laughs> like oh my God. ridiculous um that's so funny but i think in chicago it, it like that's the 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 real beauty of that city is you can hit like a i don't even know how many mics in one night and just run the same thing over and over and work it out and work it out and work it out wow. can't yeah. do that quite as much in milwaukee mm-hmm. yeah but you make more money doing shows in milwaukee i get paid way more for most of my shows here in milwaukee than chicago mm-hmm. comedians do wow that's shocking especially wow. like like a show in Milwaukee, like an in-city show, I would make more money than an in-downtown Chicago show outside of a club, most likely. That's insane. I wow. probably get... I, dri- I drive down to Chicago for like 20 bucks shows, which like covers yeah. my gas. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Right. And Jeez. then, yeah. You, that's it's basically... You're paying for exposure. Yeah. To play, yeah. which is... Yeah. That's a music term. That's for... No, that's I, how I, you know you have a bad right, booker right, exactly. is when they're, they're like... Yeah. But you, the exposure is great. Bookers yeah. do that for comedy as well. They're like, yeah. exposure and two drink tickets, baby. Let's it. go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no. I'm not driving okay. to Beloit for two yeah. highlights right. <laughs> I have to ask yeah. what's what's the most offensive joke you've ever written oh. <laughs> oh wow okay just I'm rip going that for it. No, I really I, like I love I it's love, bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hear it did you perform this one or was it yeah. like okay I still do it sometimes uh, I actually did it a few months ago because I um and I was not having, I was not at my top notch that night. I won't, I won't <laughs> lie. I was yeah. not performing my best. Fair right. Enough. Yeah. But this audience was miserable, sexless uh, <laughs> suburbanites who deserved what they had coming to them. Uh, so they were just giving me nothing. And so I decided to end with my abortion joke. Um, Fire it up. Okay. Uh, it's, hey, it's, go ahead. Go all ahead. All right. Uh, my cousin, I like to call her the perfect storm because she's young, dumb, and religious. <laughs> Appleton okay. hates this. Uh, <laughs> I did this in Appleton and I knew they hated it. They hate it because she's young, dumb, and religious. Uh, she was telling me, uh, uh, Reagan, uh, she, I, I'm pregnant. And it was from the scummiest guy in our small town. And like whatever your version of a scumbag is in, in yeah. upper Michigan, it's yeah. 10 times worse, right? <laughs> And so I looked at her, I was like, well, okay, um, you know, you have options. It's, this was, I wrote this before Roe v. Wade got repealed as well. You've got options. And she was like, uh, well, Reagan, I just, I don't think I want to do that because uh, if God didn't want me to have this baby, why would he bring that man into my life? And I looked at her and I said, it's fair if you feel that way, but I have to say that's terrible logic because you could just as easily say, if God wanted you to have that baby, why do you have so many coat hangers in your closet? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> It's a logic joke. It's barely it's an abortion it's joke. Good. Yes. It's good. It's good. Um, I, are people like hanging on every word when you bring something? Like, like I could have been like, oh, she's going this route. Like, oh, what's the, like, and that's got to build you up a little bit like for something like that. Like, Well, and I'm, I'm about to in. shit on an yeah. audience that yeah. really was not cooperating. It did feel good. It did. <laughs> I think I flipped them off. No, I didn't. I'm yeah. just kidding. No. Right. <laughs> I was like, eh. On the way out. Because some of it, like, if you're, if you're like pissed off at a crowd, some of it's got to be a little bit petty. Like, I'm about to turn up on these people and like really get... You know, get 
get down and dirty with them. A bit. It's and it's rare that that happens because usually if I don't do well, it is my fault. And, and, mm-hmm. and honestly, like most in almost every audience, I am adamant that there is an avenue to success. Yeah. Um. Yeah. However, there and there's some comedians who say you could murder in any room, and that's like their philosophy. Right. I think you can murder in almost any room if you find that avenue. Uh. But mm-hmm. these people were just really not like I was yeah. trying not feeling it. I was throwing yeah. everything at the wall. They just hated everything. They, well, they hated just, everything just, I did. That's just a shitty crowd. I mean, that's just, that, they, they suck. You know, I mean, they and, and they deserved they every ounce of, of whatever offensiveness that they it felt from that. It was a bad show. <laughs> it was a bad show. Um, I had to ask. Not, so funny. not out of that vein, like, <laughs> and not out of the vein of what we just did here. Uh, do you get people that are like, well, you're a comedian. Like, I, I know Hannibal Burst does a bit about this mm-hmm. where he's like, well, they're like, oh, just tell, do some comedy for us, like in yeah. this bar for free, for whatever. Yeah. Do you get people that are just like, hey, like, can you just tell some jokes? Like, if you're like hanging out or you're in public and they know yeah. you're a comedian, so they just know, like. Yeah, the worst offenders are, and I hate to do this, but the people I work with, uh, they oh, really? they know I do oh, comedy, sure. yeah. and and I think I know it's asked out of genuine interest in what I'm doing. They're being polite and they're being friendly when they ask, but I just don't think they understand. Like like that, what just happened right there? That's about as good as telling a joke out of a com- comedy setting will ever do. It's right. never going to be as good as you think it's going to be yep. off stage. Yeah, right. You're never going to like it as much. Yeah. So yeah. I I just refuse to do it. And also, like, a lot of my jokes I don't feel comfortable talking about mm-hmm. in a work setting. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to say, well, when, like, when thinking, you brought the coat hanger out in the paralegal <laughs> office, that was probably a bad one. Yeah. 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 Thinking about, like, I, I've had I've had friends, usually jokingly, but sometimes serious, like, hey, motivate me in five minutes. And I'm like, that's just not how that's it works. Not how it like, works. Like, like, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not, and I've, I've, like, and people have been like, no, I do it. I'm yeah. like, you know, it's like, I, I get it. Like, yeah. you're just like. I'm not in the show. I'm not performing. Like yeah. it's almost like dance monkey dance. Like, it that's totally how, is way, that and, vibe. Yeah. Like, I think the 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 better part is like tell me more about what you do and like how do you, how do you go about you know how you do it like and yeah. rather than like let's do this right now let's let's tell and a joke. You I'll know? sit and talk shop all day. Right, I love exactly. it, but I just yeah. don't want to tell you a joke yeah, off stage. It's I right. just don't want yeah, to tell you. Folks, it would be so. <laughs> I'm looking at all of you who are working with 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 Reagan. Stop doing that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah. The environment is for sure everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You also brought up traveling and doing all that. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you manage that and being able to play shows and go out, you know, across the state? A really and bad still... paralegal. <laughs> <laughs> one job you're good at, the other one just exists. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you just kind of learn to not sleep a lot, and I mean, it's like about priorities. Like you really do have to. It's like what, like every year, I try to set um, one or two comedy goals. Um, and this was the year, uh, my goal kind of shifted and uh, cause I was like trying to write for time and it was just not going well. And I think this year what I want to do, I've realized that when I'm traveling, I'm writing more than I'm ever writing uh, when I'm going places. So I, instead of trying to force myself, be like, this year you're going to write 30 new minutes. I'm mm-hmm. just going to say you're going to perform in five states you haven't performed yeah. oh, and try cool. to do that. Because, yeah, the, when the traveling, you naturally write. Um, but it is tough. I think the the nice thing about comedy, it's usually Friday, Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you do get like a, a random Wednesday, Thursday show. I've done a show on every night of the week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could yeah. be any night. But um, I think it's just a bit uh, when 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 we were in the pandemic, actually, and we were kind of coming out of it, comedy came back pretty quickly. Right. Comedy sucked at that time because there were social distancing and masks, oh, yeah. which is the it's last thing you want. And again, environment is everything. Environment yeah. is everything. Yeah. And yeah, people like, 
like thought if they had a mask on, they didn't have to laugh. Oh. It was just you were just. It was almost Brutal. like doing a Zoom show in person. It was yeah. the worst feeling in the world. Obviously, we needed the masks and everything, but it, it sucked. Um, but that I was working remote, so I that's when I really started to like put the mileage in, and then I just didn't stop, and I'm mm-hmm. still not stopping. Yeah, um, I've been putting a lot of money into my car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot now, of miles when, into my when, car. When you say you write a lot when you travel, is it is it because you have time to do it when you're traveling, or because you're observing a lot of things that are funny? Like, or is it maybe a kind of both? I think it's like when I. That that's when I want, I have the most time to listen to specials. So mm-hmm. I'll go back and listen to, I, I always try like on a long trip to listen to an old special and mm-hmm. then a new special that I don't want to listen to, oh. um, to kind of like make myself one, like know the industry better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also to like, fig- like I, I tend to listen to people that I want to be like, I don't always tend to listen to people that I actually have a lot in common with. Right. So it's like, uh, like, I, I don't know. And I feel like, that's great. Yeah. I, I want to be more, uh, and, and yeah, whatever. I, I so I'm trying to push myself a lot of like alternative comedians too who are doing like indie shit and making their own albums. Mm-hmm. That's not like the one you like immediately want to go jump and listen to. Right. But those are the people who are who are starting to headline clubs, who are doing the things that I want to be doing in five years now. So I should mm-hmm. be looking at them and mm-hmm. listening to them and learning more about like how they came up. Right. Um yeah. So I try to do one new one, and then I go to back to an That's old great. one as yeah. well. Do, yeah. do, you, do you have any folks like the, uh, in like in your network that that are like famous comedians or folks that that, that we like that's some that you connected with maybe in the past <laughs> or have met at a show that we'd be like. Wow, I know that person. Or I've seen that person before. Well, Jackie Cation, I was going to say, I actually, have, I watched her Comedy oh, Central okay. special when I was like little. Yeah. Yeah. Her like Comedy <laughs> so Central that's present. One. That's one. I didn't, yes. I didn't, I didn't know her. But and yes. I don't like know, know them, but yeah. I've gotten to work with some cool people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know Kyle Kinane. I got, yeah. I got, yeah. I've opened for Kyle the a couple voice of, of times. The voice of Comedy Central. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's sweet. That's really I don't cool. like know him as like yeah. like, like uh, we're friendly and he's very he's been very supportive which is great. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah he was probably he was one of my kind of like I was first starting and I remember somebody like have you listened to Kyle Kinane? and I was like no and I started listening to all of his specials in like my first he's kind of like a comedian's comedian I mean even before yeah. I did comedy I listened to comedy a lot but for some reason he was on my radar yeah and then like later that year I got to open for him for the first time which that's was awesome. wild yeah that's really yeah cool. it was very very crazy. Really cool. Actually, his uh, his YouTube special, uh, um, uh, um, trampoline in a ditch. I don't know. If okay, you've... I haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I'm the woman who brings him on stage. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> I did a yeah. I did a comedy competition in Madison, and I placed top five, uh, and they gave me that as like kind of a. I think <laughs> I think that was the idea. It was like was I didn't surprise. even place. I didn't even place. But yeah. They're like, you got pretty far, kid. <laughs> and so they <laughs> gave me that <laughs> <laughs> and then it wound up on that weekend that he was recording his special. It was total randomness. Oh, that's funny. I was a very terrible comedian at that point. Um, yeah, but then I got to open for him again at Turner Hall, and then I just went out um, and I did High Plains, and he uh, put me on his uh, Kyle Canadian French show there. So, awesome. He's, oh, awesome. Like, awesome. Yeah, he's been rad. And when I was there, I met uh, Shane Torres, who mm. I love. Um, and that's about that's about the extent of my big names. Yeah, um, no, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. it's just cool because when they come, I it is always fun too in Milwaukee. I I want to do just a quick plug to for these venues is we have two clubs that are amazing. We have the Improv, which is uh, what you'd call a corporate club, yeah. and it's a chain, and they get insane acts um, yeah. from all over. And the people who run that club are amazing, amazing. They make mm-hmm. the locals feel super included, um, and they're just good people. And 
we've gotten to meet some cool people just from like being around that environment. Right. And then we also have the uh, the independent club here in town called the Laughing Tap, which is in Walker's Point. Yeah. And they bring in like every kind of array of comedian you could ever desire. Awesome. I mean, awesome. we have like it's cool to have comedy on two levels in the same city of like yeah. that kind of corporate like these are people who are doing this. I mean, these both- are the names you've seen on TV kind yes. of thing, or you've seen them on late night or whatever. And you've definitely seen late the uh, people at the tap on late night as well but it's just kind of like uh it's like a difference of like who's doing a corporate route right now because like you have to kind of like get in these clubs yeah Yeah. um and then who's working like kind of like the indie scene and some of them have done the corporate and they now they're trying to do the indie thing just because they like it more or whatever right i mean that's uh, the comedy uh industry makes zero sense to me honestly i don't (laughs) fully can't fully wrap my brain around it but um it's like cool in milwaukee to have two awesome venues like that yeah Yeah, for sure yeah um, we could talk comedy all day. We could. We could. I, Obviously, I, like I was like, comedy, yeah. <laughs> uh, we definitely could. We're good on time. Don't worry about it. We got plenty of computer space. No. Um, so, but if people do want to kind of get in touch with you and, mm. and figure out kind of, you know, where you're going to be at. Oh yeah. We'll find the nearest power and you, you can, you can, meet yeah, we'll be at the Newport. The Newport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll yeah. be at the Newport. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, if they, if they want to actually get in touch with your comedy, where's a, where's a good place to do this at? Uh, best place is on my Instagram. Okay. Um, it's Reagan, R A E G A N underscore Nimala N I E M E L A. I have the worst name for comedy. Yeah, that's, that's terrific. <laughs> we will have that in the description. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then I post. I try to post my dates every month. I'm not great about it because I hate social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and I Canva. I don't know. I felt like so technologically in tune like five years ago, and now I feel like a fucking yeah, old lady. Done. Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's, all, it's all finished. Do I have Instagram's to hire good. a Gen Z kid to do my my monthly list? Yeah. Now, um, do you have a MySpace top eight or what's, 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 yeah. your, what's your story? There? I yeah. still DM Tom. He's not gone back to me. <laughs> oh my Tom god. My He's space. still just hanging out behind that desk, just turned oh, around. Man. Yeah. Thumbs up. What, what an iconic photo that is. What True. a guy. Awesome. Yeah. Well, awesome. We will yeah. make sure that people go and follow you there and check Hell that yeah. out as well. Um, also, Bremen Cafe every Monday. Every Monday, Bremen Cafe. Uh, the open mic is called Monday Mass, 7.30 start. And we, uh, or 7.30 sign up, 8 o'clock start. You'll hear the church bells ringing, which, uh, which is, it's a bar next door to a church. That's wow. what Perfect. we call it. That's, okay. a, that's a Monday built-in bell. It's pretty great. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if you, if you want to take your, your stab at doing comedy, yes. do it there. Yes. Or, or maybe. Absolutely. And let me know if it's your first time because I will uh, I will roast you immediately. Oh, yeah. after. Roast <laughs> no, we'll I'm make kidding. your life a living hell then. It'll be great. No, it's I'm not going to lie. When we know. were talking about it initially, she, you were like, yeah, you, like everybody gets like a five minute spot or a 10 minute spot or whatever. And I was like, yeah, it's like five minutes. That's it. Like, three, three, four or five minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like, it is shockingly small yeah. to what I thought. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that makes actually a lot of sense. To, like, yes. You always think you have more time than you really always, do. Always, to, I was yeah. just re-listening to a set on my way over here. And I was like, that was for sure five minutes. And then I looked at the timer of my audio recording and it was barely three. I was like, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. It was it's, very wild. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you go check out three minutes of... Uh, <laughs> Regan Nimala, uh, follow her on Instagram as well, and yes. then, you know, uh, be on the lookout for her as well. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, 
Thank you. Welcome. Hello. Or for the 49th time. Or the 49th. Ah, uh, yes. Too. Make sure you, uh, we are available everywhere that you can get podcasts, all over the place. We're just all over them. We're literally everywhere, yeah. So, uh, you know, make sure you follow us as well. Uh, we're also on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We are on TikTok, Facebook and Facebook. TikTok yes. and YouTube. Yes. So, hustling sideways everywhere. Uh, if you want to be on the show, you can do that as well. Send us an email. I was going to say drop us a line again. You uh, can say that. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Get in touch with us somehow. Uh, but we have an email. It's hustling sideways at gmail.com, and you too could be on this very podcast. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that, there you go. Jim, Send take us out. out of here. Keep on hustling. We'll see you next time. <laughs> see you.